0: Six Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob and A.J. Applebaum
2: Alright, welcome back to the fantasy six-pack hour. Uh, as I forgot the banners, you know, it's been a while. Sorry, I forgot everything. Um, AJ's fixing his cell phone because his computer decided not to work. So we're just going to have to deal with this for a minute. Uh, but anyway, man, uh, welcome back, AJ. Um, welcome back, everybody. Glad to be here. Uh, and first off, man, we just got to say thank you, Davis Pang, for that awesome new intro, man. We had the football one. My AJ mind. Jesus, man. What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> Thought um, you said you were ready. No, that ain't it. It was better where it was. I know. Um <laughs> Chill down. Uh, We had the football one. Now we've got a baseball themed intro and it is fantastic. Uh so oh Jesus, whatever that was. Don't do that. Um <laughs> AJ's a mess. Um, <laughs> um just leave it where it was, man. It was fine. Just down anyway all right guys uh while he's doing that i will talk some more um again we're here starting our fantasy baseball draft season shows uh getting you ready for the 2023 fantasy baseball season today we're going to be talking about some fantasy baseball uh the prospects that are going to be coming up this season uh that you need to be aware of uh, but before we jump into that just uh, make sure you guys hit those subscribe buttons hit the like buttons uh, leave comments leave reviews uh, we appreciate it and uh, it goes a long way in helping us out uh, and hot off the press is uh, just last night we uh, we launched our new uh, fantasy six pack memberships so we had football memberships before now it is site wide so um, all sports, for the same price as before, um, so go to slash plans and type in promo code F the number six P, and then MLB for fifteen percent off. Guys, you're gonna want to get in on this. Like, we've got our award winning rankings, we've got cheat sheets that I built. There's Discord access as well. Um, we've got other DFS tools. We got projections. We got betting advice. It, there is so much to be had behind. Uh, behind our memberships it is well worth the money I promise you you will um, you won't regret it um, but that being said let's uh introduce our guests because agent I don't really know anything about prospects so we got to bring people on to tell us everything so uh, coming back to the show uh, we're gonna bring on Chris blessing first baseball HQ what's up man it's been a while oh, but uh glad to have you back
3: what's up oh this is awesome man it's uh-huh. uh you know always great to be on the show thank you for having me um good to get started on time for once <laughs> almost we, we, we would though? have been on time
2: but uh Are we though? aj's <laughs> aj's technical difficulties but uh close 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 uh and then writer for fantasy six Pack. you've probably seen him on the youtube channel a few times mr dave eddie what is up man
4: You know, to be fair, we talked about this yesterday. I don't technically write anything.
2: True, you
4: don't have to. Just, I'm just a a pretty face. You you wrote,
2: you wrote the rank your dynasty baseball article, I guess that's sort of. And you wrote all the uh, those dynasty whatever the the journals or whatever the hell you want to call them those strategy pieces (laughs) uh, that you had. Those are those are great. So, um,
4: yeah, in my younger days, I dabbled.
2: All right, guys. So, yeah, we're going to be jumping in and talking about some of the uh, the prospects who are going to make an impact this season. Yeah, prospects, right? Um, who are going to make an impact this 2023 season. So, uh, you know, we, we do mainly focus on redraft on this show. Um, we've got the On Deck Circle podcast run by Jason and Nick. Uh, they usually go live on Wednesdays. So, check that one out. But they, they usually do the deep dive into like the Dynasty content. So, if you want that, check them out. Um, but before we jump into that, let's do our beer of the week. Mm, beer. All right. Um, Chris, you can go first. What'd you get? Yes.
3: Uh, I brought this before. It's Tropicalia. Um, nice, fun little bottle from our uh, can from. Uh... Uh, Creature Comfort. I went to the liquor store today, a package store as they call them here in Georgia. And um, this was the only beer that was fresh so um, that I would drink. So that's why I brought it today. It's one of my favorite beers. So um, not anything new, but uh, if you're down here in Georgia, I think in Tennessee, South Carolina, uh, maybe even Florida, uh, get yourself some Tropicalia. It's pretty awesome. Good stuff, man.
2: No, it's all good. You can you can bring back repeats. We we don't we don't mind at all. I just feel lazy, Joe. It's all right. I, I just, <laughs> it's okay. Um, Dave, you, yours is a surprise. You wouldn't tell us. So what you got, man?
4: Well, I tell you, th- this is very true to my form when it comes to beer or alcohol, if you will, in this case. Um, usually, I come on here with like a Bud Light or something really basic, and this time. I just want to stay true to myself and go with something that I'm actually more likely to drink. But I'll just tell you up front, it's a very bitch move. Nonetheless, I have a Seagram's Island Berry here. Oh, God. And typically, I was disappointed I didn't have the Jamaican Me Happy because I do enjoy that one. So I had to settle for this Island Berry.
2: Do you drink like Smirnoff ices too? What the hell is this?
4: <laughs> I don't drink. This is oh the only God. time I drink. I drink at the Fantasy Football Expo and I drink on the Fantasy Six Pack Hour.
2: Oh, so, you, so you're just blaming us?
4: That is correct. Well, okay. If he I brings,
2: mean, I'm, uh, I'm if he brings something like
3: that, like if he brings something like that to the show, at least have a Hawaiian shirt on.
0: Yeah, right? That's I, I should have. Yeah, I, I go <laughs> to
4: We don't
2: judge. Yeah, we don't judge alcoholic beverages here. Unless you bring a Seagram's, then we're going to judge a little (laughs) bit.
4: Hey, listen, I'm just keeping it true to myself, man. This this is what I would prefer, so Uh, here we are. Hey, you drink what you Uh,
0: like, I'm okay with it. Thanks, AJ. Uh, Who are these other guys?
2: Okay, speaking of AJ, what do you got, man? Let's let's move this along.
0: All right, I myself am, I don't know if this will even work, but... uh, Let me see it. I'm drinking a double nugget nectar from troves brewing um up in pa it's a nine and a half percent uh multi deliciousness um
2: double ipa yeah
0: i don't know it's awesome awesome. and it's only it only comes out it's like a limited release yeah they do it like once a year right yeah this january time frame so even though we're in february
2: All right. So I'm bringing one that I've held in my fridge for a few weeks uh, waiting for the shows to restart. It is from Calvert Brewing Company. It's called Dr. Juice. Uh, You know, it's got the Dr. Seuss theme. It's a pretty cool can. I like it. Um, I gave this one a four. It's an Imperial IPA. Um, So cheers, guys. All right. Okay. Let's jump into things here. So... We're we gonna do. We're gonna uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We're gonna run um, position by position, and so for everybody listening and watching, um, we're gonna mention a couple guys, and then Dave and Chris will will do most of the talking here, as they are the experts uh, on these guys. More way more than me and me and AJ. But uh, so starting with the catcher position. Um, <clears throat> all three of these guys are still considered prospects, but they did debut last year. Uh, Francisco Alvarez for the Mets, Logan, O'Hope hope for the angels and Bo Naylor for the Cleveland guardians. Um, I'm actually glad I didn't say Indians. I almost did. <laughs> um, you just, did. so I know, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, Chris, we will let you have the floor first. Um, which one of these guys do you want to speak of, speak of? Uh,
3: Speak about. Well, the great thing is for the minor league baseball analysts, which is on sale through the Baseball HQ website, uh, which is our minor league baseball book. I actually had all three of these catchers, uh, um, all three of these organizations to write up this year. So I'm very familiar with all of them. Uh, I'm going to start with actually uh, Francisco Alvarez. Uh, I think because people, people, let's just say what we're going to say. Mets fans are clamoring for alvarez uh uh very impressive i mean the guy hits the ball hard uh good launch angle gets good loft off the off the bat you know all these things that you know as a scout you kind of look for um his contact rate has uh gotten worse as he's gotten higher up and it's mainly due to spin recognition issues he's still very like he's incredibly raw like uh and that's what makes him so talented i mean he hit 277 in double a last year um you know kind of had some issues in triple a but uh was better as the season wore on uh or as that stint wore on it's big power uh lots of power 70 grade power Mm -hmm. uh to all fields uh and it's a very easy swing uh the thing that he needs to fix is that recognition problem so uh I, I've been cautioning fantasy uh, managers to not really put all their eggs in the Alvarez basket this year, especially with the Omar uh, Narvez uh, signing, you know, like that. Uh, obviously they're probably going to start this guy out in triple a. Um, and, and, and that's where he probably needs to be to start the season. I think that there's a chance for a, uh, you know, all-star outcome with this guy and you don't want to mess it up uh, getting him uh too exposed too early on
2: no fair enough fair enough i uh i definitely agree and yeah i think he he's going to be a a later season guy in my opinion but dave who do you want to take and and speak on
4: i mean i mean i think obviously you know alvarez has got you know the pedigree and the ceiling that that you want i am actually extraordinarily intrigued with um andy rodriguez and I, I just I don't think that he's, you know, the prototypical catcher, you know, that that you used to see or w- what you think of as a catcher. Like for me, when I'm playing whatever format, um, you know, relief pitching and catchers are two things that I usually just kind of brush aside. And, you know, we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, and a guy like Rodriguez is, is just really interesting to me because, you know, he, he is so athletic for a catcher. You know, he's a guy that you know, can play around the field as well. Um, I I don't know that we'll see him do that at at the major league level, but, um, you know, he can play second, he can play outfield. So, you know, that speaks a lot to just, you know, the athleticism and and versatility, you know, that he has, but, you know, at the plate, he you know, he's terrific. You know, he's got great plate discipline. Um, You know, he doesn't really wow you, you know, with either, you know, the speed, or I'm sorry, with the power, or like the contact, but but he's extraordinarily, I think, good at both, um, and I think that's impressive. And then he's a switch hitter as well. And anytime you get a guy that can hit from both sides of the plate, you know th- that's going to theoretically give him more opportunity to play, which is huge for you know a catcher in in fantasy. Um, so the athleticism, the switch hitting, and all that. It just leads me to think that, you know, even if you might get an extra handful of games out of him over the course of a season compared to other catchers, I think that that's very valuable.
2: When do you actually expect him to come up? Because right now, you know, he hasn't he hasn't debuted yet. So (laughs) when do you expect him to come in and, 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 you know, what would you suggest for for fantasy managers to do with him? Well, uh obviously, not drafting him, right?
4: No, I mean I'll start off and I'll say ETAs are are oftentimes tough because they, they can depend on you know a whole variety nice. <laughs> of things. Now, now he's he's going to start in AAA, and obviously that puts him you know right on the doorstep of the big leagues. I I don't think you know there's really much of a chance you see him before you know the All Star break. Um, after that, it, it's anyone's guess. It, you know, yeah. mostly it's going to depend on how he's doing you know uh, i don't think the pirates can be fighting for you know a playoff spot so i don't think that's gonna bump up his time frame any but if i had to take a stab i would say you know we see him at the end of the year september ish kind of a a thing um probably probably not any sooner than that
3: okay are any and i'm just gonna throw this out there like it's a it's a catcher that hasn't caught as as much as he should and i think that's uh he's pretty much bypassed the the catcher that he was split in uh, time with. uh, Henry Davis, the first round pick from a few years ago. Uh, So I think that even complicates the ETA even more. Uh, My understanding from the context that I've talked to, they've said that he's he's going to be a catcher. And if he ends up elsewhere, it's mostly due to Davis getting better. Because Davis really only has the one position where
4: Rodriguez has multiples. I mean, I mean, I don't know if the DH in the NL now will make a massive difference or not, but I mean, that obviously opens opens things up a, a little bit, but, Yeah, <clears throat> you know, we'll see.
2: So last quick question. Do you guys think any of these, you know, who are considered prospect catchers are worth drafting in a
3: normal, like, sized redraft league? I'll go first. I, I think that the other two guys that you've mentioned are the better, safer bets. Uh, we'll I, I've always had this thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, Naylor. and Naylor. Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Probably should have looked really that up bad. beforehand. I work so hard with the, with the Latino names that I guess I, you know, get a nice... Uh, Oh, hop or oh hoppy and don't don't really know what to do with it. Uh, but I, I'm really interested when I see a catcher come up with uh, high contact rates. And both of these guys have high contact rates uh, relative to other catchers. So um, like I, I'm not somebody who drafts rookie catchers. I don't know if Dave is. I doubt he doesn't look like somebody I, who would. Um, but I you, you never know. But if I'm going to take a chance on one, it's going to be one with uh, contact ability. Yeah, no. I both definitely, guys. Definitely are. agree
2: with that. Um. So I think AJ. I think you're in on your computer. You fixed. You want to? We good? Testing, testing. Maybe
0: fixed like a dow.
2: Oh God! You need to turn All off right. your phone. <laughs> Holy cow. Yep. There we go. Hearing you once is bad. No,
0: <laughs> I said fixed like a dog.
2: All right. Uh, so we're going to put you back where you were. Um, so, all right, man, you want to, you want to lead the first base conversation here now that we've got I you do back indeed. in
0: action. I do indeed. Um, I, uh, had a little bit of a, a hard time trying to find some guys here, but basically <laughs> I know best. we talked about, um, Tristan, uh, Casas, Casas. Um, last year, I believe, probably did. And, uh, we also have uh, Matt Mervis. So, Dave, uh, which, which one of these two guys interests you?
4: Um, I mean, for for redraft purposes, neither, I guess, would be would be my uh, my answer. Um, I mean, but between the two of them. I mean, I think, I think we're more likely to see um, Cassis you know as far as more plate appearances this year. Um, agreed. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what that, I don't know what that Boston lineup is gonna look like and he's not a guy that I expect to come up and make a, a strong immediate impact. Um, he, he was someone I feel like would probably need you know some protection and he's going to be batting behind the guys that would serve as that protection theoretically you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um i right now it, he's got
2: monsey right after him, according to the roster resource that's not protection yeah, fan fantastic. for like for like a day
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> oh, oh, my. you know I, I, I don't think either one of these guys for for this season i'm really interested in in drafting yeah
2: um, okay. So you want to you say Chris, a little piece anyway. on, on Matt Mervis here?
3: Uh, yeah, I'll say a little thing on Matt Mervis. Um, I included him because he's been kind of a popular name, and Dave can, can attest to this. that yeah. Kind of popped up as a guy, uh, even in redrafts, uh, not just in Dynasty. Uh, I got to see Mervis in the Arizona Fall League this year. Uh, somehow missed him at Tennessee. Tennessee came to town all the time, and he never was in the lineup. Um, but anyway, um, you know, big kid. Uh really kind of my issue here and why I don't think he is ready for the show is A, I don't think the Cubs believe he's ready for the show. Uh considering they brought in a lot of guys that would fill out first base DH uh corner outfield. Uh kinda of on the you know, uh the the veteran I don't want to call it a veteran minimum, but like they, they didn't pay much money for these veterans to come and take time from this kid. Um but it's a very quick left-handed swing it generates very easy all field power uh it showed some tr- potential especially when it got to triple-a last year um it really took off and and when you're looking at triple-a stats you got to kind of almost throw them out sometimes because uh the ball is so live there right now um so I kind of used his double-a and you know kind of backed off when in my analysis of where I think he's going to be Seeing him in the Arizona Fall League, there were definite holes in his, uh, in his coverage, uh, like you would expect from a tall left-handed batter. Um, the fastball up uh, was, was an equalizer, even though the level of competition he was facing wasn't like great or anything, but you could tell that that was an issue. And he had a tendency to chase on the breaking ball. I, I just don't see him ready for the show right now. Yeah, I mean,
2: I, I agree. It's gonna, it's gonna be hard for him to find a, a a way to get in that lineup when Hosmer, Mancini, and even Bellinger can all play first, right? I mean, like, so you you would think like an injury would open it up, but they've got guys they can they can just slot in there instead. So, um, yeah, it, it's gonna be tough to see him. But uh, all right. Well. Hopefully we can finally get to somebody who who uh who will make an impact but maybe not so much with the second base position. Um I'm going to destroy this name
3: Edward Julian. You got it correct.
2: Nice. that was
4: awesome. Thank you AJ. You know Joe, you skipped over the first base future stars.
0: We're we're doing that. At we're now we're getting we'll get into that later.
4: Oh. Yeah, well, that's my. That's and my. I'll
0: shut screw up. up.
2: Yep. We're doing that at the end. Fair enough so I read. anyway i read um, don't worry
3: you had one guest that read the, <laughs> the, the sheet you're welcome
2: one likes to prepare one doesn't like to prepare it's cool we know I, what? we you <laughs> just gave it away dave it's kind of like the co-hosts one likes I, to prepare one doesn't like to prepare we know who that is anyway <laughs> me i'm always <laughs> not on time are you using your uh your actual camera or are you using your laptop camera and it's very odd looking right now i'm just gonna let you know uh all right anyway um, so since there's only one yeah right it's only one second base who wants it who wants to raise our hand and take this guy
1: why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip you atv and zip line through the jungle you don't just go somewhere new. You repel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas.
3: All right, I'm okay. taking them. You know you why? It. Because because I saw him in the Arizona Fall Okay. Me. You got it. Uh, so got like one of the things that happens, and this is for uh, for the audience, one of the things that happens is the guy performs. During first pitch Arizona week in Arizona, where a bunch of fantasy, uh, um, fantasy folks are at, um, uh, they kind of start climbing up these prospect boards, uh, or and not even just prospect boards, but also redraft leagues. Um, I actually really like Julian a lot, um, uh, to the point that I've acquired him in several leagues at this point, uh, mostly because he's a very a uh, unique prospect in today's game, a guy that barely uh, swings and misses. Uh, but uh, what he especially does well is he doesn't chase. Like he doesn't, uh, you know, there's no bad swing. This isn't a guy that's going to bang a lot of home runs. This isn't a guy that's, you know, maybe not going to steal. So, you know, I know he stole like 19 bases last yeah, year. He's yeah, solid, like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe in the 10 range or something like that. But he's going to be a guy that's just going to be solidly good. Uh I don't see a path to playing time. Uh, there's a lot of guys in Minnesota that uh, kind of lay claim uh, to uh, being a little bit ahead of this guy. But, like, if you're somebody who's been hoping for uh, another one of their prospects, Austin Martin, to develop, uh, get off of him going on, on Julian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Martin, just just throw away your shares at this point. It does not look good. Um, but really, that's 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 uh, Edward uh, Julian in a nutshell.
2: So when you say you uh, you've acquired him in a few leagues, you, you're probably talking about your dynasty leagues. You're not talking like you're targeting uh, him in a redraft. So he's, he's a- uh,
3: the one redraft that I've done uh so far, I acquired him at the very end of the draft. Interesting. I yeah. I, I do. Well, let me rephrase that. I do a lot of just draft champions because. Uh, okay, so so deeper... mess with Fab, but like I so picked this would him be up. Like... And, like in the thirties. Um, yeah. So like 30th football. round.
2: Right. Cause you, those are like yeah. best ball type leagues. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> okay. Yeah. just wanted to, just want to make sure we clarified that with yeah. everybody. Um, you got anything to add to that, Dave, or you just want us <laughs> to move on to the shortstop position? No, I
4: think we can move on.
2: All right. yes, just AJ. AJ looks like know. he's in like an old timey like. I don't know what the hell is it's going. Like on It's like a western. Like we were better off <laughs> with the <laughs> cell phone, dude. I don't hey, know what's happening hey, here. He took the blue I'm, pill and he's in the matrix
0: now. <laughs> I'm trying to find goddamn <laughs> no red happening. pill and I can't.
2: No idea what's happening over here. I'm. I'm um, welcome story. back, AJ. Oh. Like, geez, man, what the hell happened? What happens when, happens we were when you get a me a
0: month off and my birthday happens to be that month? weird
2: just things, bad bad shit happens, apparently yeah, all right i don't know when we uh, talk about yeah, some shortstop
0: to, to just disappear then is oh like my that? god
2: that's <laughs> getting worse somehow
0: okay <laughs> stop it move on Ooh, best show ever <laughs> all right uh, <laughs> shortstop so this is just an absolute loaded position in general uh, so i i think we'll we'll name these three guys. Um, One of them did debut last year and that's Ezekiel Tovar uh, with Colorado. We got Anthony Volpe with the Yankees who we've, uh, we've talked about a little bit and Ellie De La Cruz with Cincy Um, him and him and Volpe are both, you know, top 10 um, prospects, at least by MLB's rankings. So, uh, Dave, we'll start with you. At which which one of these three guys uh, moves the needle for you?
4: I mean, it's Ellie De La Cruz for sure. Um, I, I don't know how much, if any, we see him at the major league level, you know, this year. But I I watched quite a bit of him play, and one thing that I was really focused on is, you know, I think a lot of people the the knock on him is not his bat. Like I don't think anyone's concerned about his bat. Um, I don't think anyone's concerned about his speed. Everyone's concerned about, you know, like what he's going to do in the field. And I know this isn't necessarily so fantasy relevant, but I was actually impressed in the probably dozen games that I saw him play last year. I don't think he sticks at shortstop. I I think, and I'd be interested to hear what Chris thinks. I think he eventually is a third baseman, Mm -hmm. but, you know, he's a third baseman who is going to, he's going to hit. He's going to be, he's an exciting player. Um, He's way taller and lankier than um you know Than i think people you know think he is but i he's gonna fill out and he's gonna be a guy Six, that's five. gonna straight up hit holy cow yeah yeah he's a he, <laughs> yeah. so i mean i love him um again i don't know what you're gonna get if anything this year and redraft necessarily but th- this guy is going to be a stud yeah he's the he's the guy that
1: you know your woman tells you not to worry about
3: Wow. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna Um, I'm gonna play a little (laughs) (laughs) Where uh, this yeah. All right. I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Um uh again, I've told people, I I don't know where I've told people, but in plenty of podcasts, uh last year was the absolute grindiest season I ever had. Um and then De La Cruz got called up to uh, Chattanooga and it was like a Mm. moment where you feel saved um because you had to you got to actually watch something interesting uh and like dave like i i, I think he has a better chance at started uh, at sticking it short than most people give him credit for um uh his third base work was 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 kind of rough uh he was not comfortable his reactions at the base uh at, at third base the hot corner didn't really uh jive it, it might have been just because it was a new position uh, when he got to double-A, he was being platooned somewhat at shortstop. Uh, uh, Matt McClain was there, who looks phenomenal as a second baseman, by the way. It does not look half the shortstop that De La Cruz is. Uh, I believe he sticks at short. Um, uh, the thing, the reason why he's not in the major leagues this year is uh, breaking ball recognition. Uh, I, I got to scout him against Ben Brown, who's a Chicago Cubs uh, uh, I, I wanted to say reliever. He's a prospect, but, like, he's a very raw guy who, uh, you know, like there's not – he's an older prospect, and there's probably not as good of a chance of him starting type deal, uh, but he has phenomenal um, um, feel for spin. And uh, De La Cruz looked horrible. He went, like, 0 for 3 against him. I I, I think he struck out twice. Uh, it was a good inter- – and I saw it with other guys too, but it was a good – little snapshot of where he needs to be against advanced pitching and the breaking pitches. Um, but what happened later in the game, he nearly hit for a cycle and the, the game went into extra innings. He got like four hits. Um, uh, it, he, he, it was like a home run triple uh, uh, a double and another double. Like he missed it on a single type deal, but like nice. it, it, it was, it was literally like, um, you know, against, subpar pitching uh and that's what I saw him beat up when he was in double-a he just beat up the guys that he should have beaten up um younger and that's what people forget the right hand swings a little, it's much cruder than the left hand swing uh but still like this guy hasn't failed at any any level yet um th- he's a tremendous talent he's just not gonna be there this year unless something you know, and we've seen it before. We saw it with Luis Robert, who looked looked kind of lost with the breaking pitch the year before he came and uh, debuted with the White Sox. So, like, you just never know with these guys. But like right now, it's very hard to see him debut this year.
4: Yeah, I, I think he's I mean, he's supremely talented, but I think he's just far too raw. And I don't, I don't. As impressed as I was with him defensively, with you know, all the stuff you hear about how poor he can play defensively. I was impressed with, with the defense and he was playing third in the majority of um, the games that I saw. Yeah.
2: So this is going to be more of a a selfish reason why I'm asking, because I do have him in a dynasty league that I'm in Anthony Volpe. I'm just curious what your thoughts are about him and where, and when he eventually makes a debut.
3: I'll, I'll take this one first. Um, uh, you know, first off, let's talk about what position he plays. Second base or shortstop. He's done a lot of work to try to get a strong arm for shortstop. It hasn't really shown up yet. Uh, I would say that right now, like it, uh, if he's really that special in an offensive talent, um, I guess he ends up at shortstop. Um, but if he isn't, he's, he's likely going to be a, a very good second baseman, uh, both offensively and, and all that good stuff. Um, Last year he got caught trying to maybe do a little too much early on. Um, his uh, he has a tremendous launch angle and it might have gotten uh, too much. Uh, he wasn't getting the same hard contact that he was. Uh, but like the stuff that he did kind of like in the second half of the year. Uh, the launch angle, you know, I-, I wouldn't say got like closer to linear because it didn't. it was still steep, but it wasn't like, Phil Flantier level for, for the older fans out there, um, who like just, you know, gripped it and ripped it and, uh, tried to hit a home run every time. Um, but like, he didn't need to go extreme, extreme steep launch angle the previous year. Like the, the amount of angles that like the, the, the degree of angles that he was getting, uh, um, lift off of to both the pull and the, and the, um, opposite field gap were amazing. Um, So I kind of saw this as a guy that was maybe pressing a bit, trying to hit more home runs, trying to get ready for the big leagues. I think he will be somebody who just kind of uh, finds his way to the major league sometime in May. Uh, I I think that they'll they'll grow tired of the other guy. Um, uh, What's his name? I'm sorry. I can't remember the shortstop that debuted last year. Uh, Somebody help me. Yankees. Peraza. Peraza, thank yeah, you <laughs> i because I, I, like but, oh, but like it's is like, going, going to get like exposed for not having any any sort of game plan at the plate like I I believe that's gonna happen um and I think this guy will be up there and I think that he'll maintain the position for the rest of the year I think that uh, it, it, i I don't really target Guys like this in redraft that aren't up at the beginning of the year, but like he would be a guy that I would because I, I believe that he'll have an impact, uh, especially with the home run ball and and being able to steal bases.
4: All right, I, yeah, I, I like I, it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I the ETA is that that's where I struggle. I mean, Chris says May. I I can see May. I I can see it. I don't see it being really earlier, but I could. I could definitely see it being later. Um, You know, he's a guy to me that you know has the typical struggles of what you see from a from a young player, and like he was talking about with you know De La Cruz, struggles against spin, and I I think that that's very common. So I don't necessarily consider that like a knock on him um, because we see that everywhere. But you know he's he's a very aggressive player, um, you know, and I don't I don't think that that serves him super great in the box, but it, it helps him a lot on the path um, because this guy has got you know good speed and he is not afraid to, to steal bases and you know we were talking about this um, last night whenever we were talking we we're doing some of the team previews Joe where I said speed is not indicative of steals like obviously speed is extraordinarily yeah, helpful. True. But it's much more about either the team approach or that person's just feel for the game, and and this is a guy that is very aggressive on the base pass, has got the speed to do it, and now we're going to see you know the bigger bag at the major league level. So if anything, you know the speed is probably something that when he comes up, you're going to be able to rely on, um, and then with the bat, you you never really do know until they get to that level of pitching, and just see. How they adjust, and then how the pitchers adjust to them, and you know, and and all that fun stuff. But I think the speed is going to be in play from day one. All right, quick, yeah, quick, quick. quick. Ezekiel Tobar, oh, avoid.
3: Just avoid Ezekiel Tobar. Yeah, I, the guy I think... has the guy has no approach at the plate. Um, uh, he's just going to swing at a bunch of stuff. Um, I, uh, but he has a chance of having regular playing time because he is very good defensively this is a a kid just like what you know dave uh, uh mentioned like uh i think he was i think he didn't need to be in the big league last year um at all uh i don't think he was ready for it i don't think he really showed it i think that uh, they just threw him out there um I, I i firmly believe that he'll get a lot of playing time because it's the rockies this year uh, but it's going to be it's going to be rough
4: and I do think that Tavar is a classic example, though, of a better real-life player than a fantasy yeah. player.
0: 100%. All right. all right, cool. Joe, third base, lead us off. Um, all right. <laughs> we, so, or do we want to skip this and wait until the future?
2: Third base, <laughs> led by Gunnar Henderson, uh, who, who did have a very, very good – I think he – basically just comes under the the threshold of being prospect eligible so he's like clear number 1 yeah. he he had quite a few at bats last year 116 so he is just prospect eligible but still counts so um, we've got Gunnar Henderson obviously Baltimore we got Brett Bailey for the Mets and Josh Jung for the Rangers yeah. um I clearly want to talk. I I want to hear. I mean, Henderson's ADP is like skyrocketing high in my opinion. Um, who wants to take him?
4: Because I, I want to hear about him.
3: Let's okay. go with Dave.
4: Are oh, you want me all to right. go?
3: Yeah, Dave, you go you first it. on this.
4: I mean, I mean, Gunnar Henderson. I mean, dude. First of all, he's a he's just he's an athlete, right? I mean, you know, he's a guy that you know looks like a ball player. Um, and just has every, every physical tool, you know, that, that I think that, that you would want to see, you know, from somebody, um, you know, he's obviously got, got the speed, which again, with, with the bigger bag and whatnot, we'll see if, you know, we'll see if we end up getting more steals league wide, where it makes, you know, them a little less valuable, um, in fantasy or not. But, uh, you know, again, very aggressive, um, in my opinion, um, you know he's just he's a guy that I, I don't know joe i don't know what his adp is um i haven't really looked into that uh, so i guess i i, I can't know. really speak to if i would draft him around his adp um you know i will say I will that tell you hang on
2: hey,
0: something is me. asking me quick long? quick Bye. little
2: <laughs> Gunnar henderson adp right now across multiple sources on average is 88 overall
4: 88 overall. So a normal league that's like in the seventh round. Seven,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. So he is the eighth third baseman taken right now on average. Ahead of guys like Suarez, Muncie, Chapman, Ty France, Miranda. Those guys are way below. Yeah. The third base. Third there base. is a that's large gap between. Yeah, that's. There is a large ADP gap an overall between him and the next third baseman, Suarez, like 88 to yeah. 135. So he's like easily. He's like the the, where it falls off.
4: I mean, for me in redraft, um, I look to fill third base fairly quickly because it is fairly weak. So so I probably will not come away with Gunnar Henderson very often because I'm gonna be I wouldn't say reaching, but I'm gonna be filling that position before I'm forced to take a guy like a Gunnar Henderson. I wouldn't hate taking him, but I think that, you know if you're going to draft him, you probably want to have a team, you know, that you've drafted before him, that that's safe because, you know, with being how young he is, you, you really don't quite know what you're going to get. He could be an absolute steal, you know, in the eighties, but he absolutely could be a dumpster fire as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, again, I'm reaching that third base, so I don't think I'm going to end up with him, but I would want a pretty safe roster you know, to kind of insulate, you know, what you could potentially get out of him. All right. right.
3: I've taken over as host here. We've got, we've got some (laughs) Orioles fans here. (laughs) who have seen him. Uh, I would hope since, since I Uh, see a lot of Orioles uh, stuff in these these pictures, what are your guys' thoughts on him? Having seen him uh, debut last year.
0: I thought he was pretty impressive. Um, Yeah. it, it was it's hard to compare him to, to Manny coming up and how good he was and, and turned out to be um you know pretty quick but I see a little bit of that. Um I think he, he's he's got the speed, he's got the tools obviously to, to help out um in a redraft league. But you know eight eighth round is probably a little rich for me too. Um, I, I'm kind of with you, Dave. I, I want to fill my third base and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, even if I'm in leagues with corner infield, I'm probably putting somebody at first there. Um, just because I can find better value later, I think, or take a shot in the dark on, you know, a tie France or something. Um, that's kind of where I am with him. I mean, I I'd love to have him being you know a bit of a homer, but I just don't know if I'll if I'll end up reaching on him.
3: Joe, yeah,
2: I, I I agree. I I think he's I think he's being overdrafted as like I think everybody's trying to draft him for like the potential ceiling, but I'm not sure this is going to be like the year that is going to happen for him um the orioles are i mean honestly like i thought they were going to go spend some money this year that's what we heard but they didn't and so like the lineup is still going to struggle at times there will be you know yes we all love rushman we all like henderson but like it's just it's just still not a good lineup like period um
0: angeles uh, won't even spend money for park mobile dude
2: i mean it's it's bad. I mean, like they went out and traded for Cole Orvin. Yeah, cool. It's a little bit of an upgrade, but like, come on, come on. Like, there were so many pitchers out there. They just didn't. They just didn't. You know, splurge on any of them. It' very disappointing as an O's fan. with With the young guys that are there, may, you know, maybe next year's the year. I guess that they go for it. But you know, I don't know. Uh, I just think you know, people are a little too excited for what I think is going to be a good. Season for him, but it's not going to translate to like a really, really good fantasy season. You're going to look at back and go, he's an average fantasy player. And, you know, you look at a 20 bombs, maybe, and like 10 stolen bases. Okay. That doesn't, can, that doesn't move the needle. Like that's yeah, not you, winning you a league. You can find that elsewhere. You can find that much later in drafts. Mm-hmm. You can find that on the waiver wire. You don't need to drive Henderson where he's going right now to get those fairly mediocre stats really when it comes down to it in the end of the day.
3: I'll be honest. I I think that he, when you said 88th, I was surprised because I felt like his, um, hype with the weakness of the third base would, it would have taken him closer to 60. Um, uh, and, and i would have been like there's no way i pay uh, i draft at 60 don't, and i don't draft him at uh, in the 60s uh but there's i bet he about, rises i bet he uh, rises i bet he does too I, I mean the third base position yeah. just
2: war wo- wo- i' got him at overall 100 so i'm below the adp so, yeah, but and that's where, I could go lower and I could go lower. I really
3: could. And that's where I kind of see him. Um uh, I do want to throw some things out there. I I have uh, you know, his minor league this this is a guy that that has very good uh zone recognition. He's not going to swing uh he's going to swing and miss, but he's not going to chase as much as some other guys. Uh uh he's a little more advanced in that respect. Yeah. Uh, he also, uh, and here's, here's my favorite stat of him, his 90th uh, percentile exit velocity in the minor leagues was uh, 107 miles per hour. Uh, I mean, this, this guy, when he gets it, he gets it good. Oh, so, um, yeah, he, um, he can hit the crap out of the ball. His, his ability, his ability just... to loss the, the you know, high walk rate will possibly him. Yeah. I'd like him better in an on-base percentage league this year if, if that's the uh, redraft uh, that you're looking at. I would draft him um, higher um, than 88 in that but for me he's a guy that's that's uh, i i wouldn't touch until about 100 uh, 110 yeah. um, and that's really mostly because of the position it's just it's just such a bad position this year yeah
2: once you get past that like tier one guys like and, and you clearly know who those guys are they have very good pedigree uh, I'm waiting if I miss on all those guys I'm just waiting it doesn't even matter. Um, other, other guys here, um, anybody, so anybody want to talk about Brett Beatty or Josh Jung?
3: Uh, I'll just quickly just throw out my, my opinion. Um, uh, uh I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm very curious to see how young does this year. Uh, he looked like a guy that, uh, it, for those that don't know, he missed most of the season with the shoulder issue. Uh, that's one of the hardest, uh, injuries come back from uh as a hitter uh he looked like he was a step uh, i shouldn't say step he looked a little bit uh, it looked yeah his swing looked a little bit slower uh than it did pre uh injury and that that's concerning because uh, it didn't really feel like the electricity was there uh i was Mm -hmm. looking at his triple a stats they definitely were his his exit velocities max x uh and and watching him but that's triple a you know i already explained how that was uh Concerning, So I really, when I, when I was looking at him this year, I really dug into those major league at-bats and uh, just didn't see that electricity that uh, he had uh, late last year, late 2021. Um, and then really quickly with Beatty, um, I, I would assume that at some point he overtakes Eduardo Escobar for the starting third base job for the Mets. Uh, I, I don't know if people are completely sold on him at third base. I, God, I think he's workable too. there yeah he played some left field i heard it wasn't um wasn't spectacular wait it was okay the one that wasn't spectacular was when uh vientos went out there mark vientos uh, another guy that uh is in the Mets system that, that made his major league debut is a natural third baseman as well um probably doesn't play there either but anyway um Beatty, i was surprised at how much he had some swing and miss in his profile Um, You know, I was always kind of sold on the fact that he was uh, more contact oriented. Um, And when I saw him in the Arizona Fall League, that's what I kind of thought. But then again, Arizona Fall League pitching is really bad. That was in 2021. Uh, So uh, for me, uh, of those two guys, uh, Young has the best possibility this year of playing time. And he would be kind of a sleeper uh, towards the end of a redraft for me, uh, just to grab a third baseman on the Chief that might be recovered from from his issues. Uh, um, Beatty, I'm not on as much this year, but I think Beatty might end up being the better player, if that makes sense. All
0: right. Well, I hate the Mets, so uh, let's move on to outfield. <laughs> All right, Philly's <laughs> Uh I, I mean, I love the Mets because they just spend – F ton of money and still don't go anywhere. So it's uh, it's kind of like the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> they try at least. That's true. All right, I, all right. and I they feel, don't claim
3: to be Americans America's team either. So
0: well, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got Corbin Carroll, uh, who we saw a little bit of last year. Uh, number number two overall prospect for Arizona. We got Jordan Walker. Um, who had multi-position eligibility? We got Sal Frelick, and we got another Oriole. Um, shocking, Colton Cowser. Um, Dave, which which one of these guys, you know, is is interesting to you for, for redraft, if any of them?
4: I, I have loved Corbin Carroll hey. for a long time. Uh, I mean I know this isn't this isn't a betting show but get your bets in for Corbin Carroll rookie of the year right now because this guy when he's healthy is ridiculously special um I I could honestly see five years from now you know we're talking about Corbin Carroll being arguably the best player in baseball um (laughs) I mean this he's he is ridiculous he there's not really anything he can't do um he's he's gonna step on the field as maybe the fastest player, you know, in baseball. So, um, you know, that, that means he's got every ability in the world to, you know, hopefully stick in center field. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, him defensively for any, anything. Um, I mean, if we had to poke a little bit of a hole into things, I, I guess I wish he had more power. Um, but it's not like he's, it's not like he's lacking there, but, that would be about the only negative that I could say is, you know, he's not going to put up, you know, high end power numbers, but I think everything else, he, he is the dude. All right. Yeah. All right. I
3: concur. <laughs> All right. So moving
4: on to the
2: next guy then what about Jordan Walker, Chris? I'm kinda interested uh, so yeah,
3: that. so, so Walker Walker got to see him in there. It's in a fall league uh 2020 he was uh, the only prospect i saw in person uh, uh doing some associate scout work for an organization um saw him really bad against really bad pitching too so like it was kind of uh, disconcerting to see such a great prospect um fail against bad pitching but um you know that's why the scouts go out multiple times you you never know uh what you're going to see from day to day who knew who knows he could have been sick that day but anyway uh hits the ball hard um 108, uh, uh, 90th percentile exit velocities um uh, this is a guy that there's going to just be a lot of swing and miss in, in his um in his profile mostly because he's a big dude uh when I saw him in high school he was playing shortstop and it was almost comical seeing uh this very beefy <laughs> six foot five guy he looked like he could be playing linebacker uh, on the football team at Decatur High School, um, playing shortstop. It just was so unnatural. Um, uh, but going back to the sort of athlete that he is, he is big and beefy, but he, he is – I got a plus uh, run, run time off of him in um, the Arizona Fall League. Uh, he had 22 stolen bases. It takes him a while to kind of get going. Saw him make a pretty good play in right field. The outfield play overall is kind of crude. Uh but you know, he's a guy that just uh just started out there, if, if that makes uh, makes people feel better. I think he's up at some point fairly fairly early. And I don't want to say kinda of like June early, uh before the all star break. Um, well where do you think I, he fits though? I mean that outfield in, in St. Louis is I mean
2: it's it's good. I mean, O'Neal, Newbar, uh Carlson, you know, even Yepes can play out there he's D H. Like we know we. Me and Austin talked about, um, talked about him on on a show that we recorded just the other day. That's going to go live on on the YouTube channel here in the next day or two. Um, and it was it was sort of like like where where does the opportunity
3: come unless there's an injury, obviously. Well, I mean, you look at that outfield. Um, um, let's see. Tyler O'Neill's had one year where he didn't have issues, right? Um, yeah, uh, the guys had continual issues throughout his career staying healthy. Um, we, we've, I mean, there's, there's just, and I mean in the minor leagues too, because every time I went to see him, right. he was hurt. So I, I blame <laughs> that. Um, uh, somebody wants to at me for for saying that um, based on some just one bad year where he was hurt all the time. Um, but like that that's the thing is like there's always going to be an injury that opens up um and i like their outfield too but like the one thing i i see that's missing is they don't have the real big bopper in yeah. that outfield and yes they have it at first and yes they have it at third but I think uh and i think yep yeah, is is more of a like kind of a um you know specialty type piece uh in that lineup um, <clears throat> i i really think that um by the end of the year this this guy's in their regular lineup, and this guy is, uh, okay. you know, doing doing some uh, business. But like again, uh, always gonna have some swing and miss to the profile. Um, uh, so far, it hasn't really showed in the minor leagues with strikeout rates. But I can tell you that, like, we're talking about a swing and miss rate in the minor leagues around thirty five percent. So like that that is a little scary. Okay. Uh, you guys
2: want to talk about? Freelick or or cowser or do yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I think
4: we have to talk about Kowser with the with the Orioles fans, right? Hell yeah, yes no man, what's up? I mean, I, so he's a guy that, like, like I I feel like a broken record here, but you know, the the young hitters who, you know, struggle with you know the breaking stuff. Um, and this is a guy that, a prime example of that, which you know leads to. Extraordinarily high strikeout rates, but I, I would also, at the same time, uh, ironically argue that he has really good plate discipline as well because it's he walks not. A lot too, it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, he walks a ton, um, and you don't walk on accident. Um, so he, if he can, if he can just, if he can get that contact under control, he, he's got the power already. So uh, I'm not worried about his power. Um, if anything, he's actually a guy that you know, uh, I expect that, you know, he will improve, you know, that swing and miss rate and he'll start making more contact. He hits the hell out of the ball. So when he starts making contact, I think that you don't see the walks really dissipate, but you see the strikeouts dissipate a little bit. And that's just going to lead to, you know, more contact. He's going to get on basement, probably have some more home runs with that power. So he's a guy that I actually think, there is quite a bit of upside, um, you know, to what we've seen of him because I, I, I feel like he can correct what his you know biggest issues are. So um, he's a guy that I think you're going to see, um, you know, this year. I don't know if we're going to see him in you know May, June, July, whenever, but I don't think you're going to yeah. wait um, a super long time before you you see Cowsar at the big league level.
2: Uh Kauser, is somebody that like. Ka- <clears throat> As soon as he gets called up, sorry, uh, is he somebody like? As soon as he like, it's announced that he's getting called up. Like, you're you're running to the waiver wire if he's out there for some reason, and you're, and you're snatching him or waiting and seeing.
4: It depends on your situation, but um... I, I mean, mean, obviously, but <laughs> uh, yeah, but yes, yeah, so he would be a guy. in that most I would ca- be in intrigued. most
2: ca- in most cases, yes, I would be like intrigued by in his, most. Yes. Okay, all right. And Chris, I'm, I'm just going to add that.
3: one of one of the things uh, that uh, the big criticism I heard from scouts, uh, and, and from one of from my editor, uh, Fred Hershey, who's who got a good look at him a few times this year, is he's he's way too patient early in at bats and lets hittable fastballs go by. Um, we're talking about a guy that swings uh, in the thirty percent range, uh, which is. Kind of unheard of when she gets the big leagues uh so he's a guy that needs to be a little bit more aggressive uh and not get himself into breaking pitch uh accounts that's one of the one of the things that uh that uh really patient guys uh you know we we saw brandon nimmo brandon nimmo was one of those guys uh and you know we just talked about corbin carroll and he was a guy that uh, you know yeah he'll work counts and he'll see a lot of pitches but if he gets that hittable fastball early in the count he's gonna at least swing at it um and and try to do something with it and that's that's where colton counter is right now he's he's not being aggressive on that fastball early and to succeed in the major leagues you've 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 got to you don't get many fastballs you've got to hit those fastballs
4: and i think that that's something that's very easily fixed
3: yeah me too me too Uh, i i do want to say a thing about south fralick uh if you're if you're buying any brewers outfield rookie uh to be a contributor this year i believe south fralick is the only one that i would choose uh uh uh, fantasy community likes garrett mitchell a lot more than um the non-fantasy baseball community uh we don't like his dwayne like i'm like this weird guy i'm both fantasy and i'm both like real world type deal um uh, and that, that that's kind of uh concerning part of him. And then uh, I, I just don't see Joey uh, Weimer being a, a contributor this year. So if I'm picking anybody in a redraft from the uh, b- crowded Brewers rookie uh, class, it's going to be South Reilich. All right. Uh-huh. All right. So <clears throat> pitchers, we got a lot.
2: So um, – not going to be able to speak on all of them or the show would go another hour I feel like. So uh just we got Hunter Brown for the Astros, we got Ryan uh or whatever I don't know. Dodgers. Uh Grayson Rodriguez for the Orioles, Yuri Perez for the Marlins, Daniel Espino for the Guardians, Bobby Miller for the Dodgers. Uh Brandon what is that actually? it's spelled we're now Holy to the point of the show where we've, you know, consumed enough alcohol. We can't pronounce the names. I mean, I can't I pronounce the name. No I matter did. what, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for Arizona and then uh, Wilmer Flores for the Tigers. It's Weird Al Yankovic's next night. Um, here. so Dave, I feel like you're gonna have to lead off here with Flores, but you don't okay. have to. You can, you can, you can speak on anybody if you want.
4: I would like to talk about Daniel Espino then, because awesome. He Guardians. is actually yeah he's the guy that um I said I I was telling people at this time last year <clears throat> today you know a year from then what you, you see what I'm saying I can't fucking talk but I thought <laughs> a
0: year ago today
4: yeah I, I thought <throat> I thought that today he was going to be the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball and I was fairly confident in that um now that didn't happen because he uh kind of didn't pitch he was he was hurt Um, so that didn't really come to fruition, but I mean, this, this is a guy that stuff wise, it really doesn't get any better. Um, and you know, a lot of times that's the stuff that, you know, you can't teach, you know, he's got a fastball that is, is ridiculous. I mean, you know, he sits, you know, around 98, he can easily get it up over a hundred. Um, his slider, um, just absolutely lights out. Uh, he's got a good curveball to go along with it. I, he can throw a a changeup in there as well. So I mean, he's got he's got the entire repertoire. It's just now going to be a matter of can he stay healthy because um, you know he already had um, you know some reliever risk to him, which I guess you could probably say that about about most guys. But but my feeling is always that you know with how good his fastball and slider are, that even if he had to you know end up being a bullpen piece, that he could be an elite just electric closer. Um, okay. this is a guy, he, he's not going to do you any good. I don't think in 2023 uh, three for redraft, just because he basically missed all the last year anyways. So he's probably going to start at double a, everything goes well, you know, maybe mid season, he goes up to triple a, um, they're going to be limited as innings, So, you know, even if you were to, let's say, make a major league, you know, Debut, it's probably going to be coming out of the bullpen, you know, you, 10 or less inning kind of thing. So, um, so I don't know about for this year, but in general, Espino is one of my dudes.
3: All right. I just, I'm going to just throw a little on Espino because, uh, 19, uh 2019 Georgia, uh, Cleveland Guardians, uh, draft class, uh, it's already seen two guys in the major leagues, Hunter Gaddis and, uh, uh, Zay Curry. So, um, uh, tremendous job by the Scout there um Espino was his first round pick um like uh, it's just watching him from his high school days to when he debuted in Arizona Fall League will tell you everything you need to know about the Guardians uh uh pitching development staff uh, they cut down his uh arm path uh uh it, it, like it's workable I I think this is a starter I think this special starter if he can stay healthy uh this year it was a right knee injury that that cost him time it was an arm issue um this guy's a well-conditioned athlete uh, I, I i'm i'm for him he's number four uh starting pitcher for me in dynasty rankings but if we see him we're going to see him very late and i would imagine we're yeah. going to see him working out of the pen all right um uh, can i pick somebody yeah. Yes. I was just gonna say that. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Do your thing, man. All right. Here's uh I, I don't wanna I don't wanna kiss kiss ass to the Orioles fans, so I'm not gonna pick Grace and uh, Rodriguez. Uh, oh, somebody's gotta but, talk about and Rodriguez. I'm gonna uh, make it happen. It's gonna be you then, Joe.
0: Yeah. But nope.
3: I am gonna say, um, you know, there's a guy that I've seen kind of sneak into some redraft leagues and I uh, I I just don't see it. It possible that he has significant innings this year, and that's Yuri Perez uh, talking about a guy that I think I, I don't know what his combined innings pitch. I don't have that in front of me, but like I think his career innings pitch is about 150, um, something around there. He had 70, uh, 77 last year. Uh, I, I, I he's my number two actually dynasty SP guy right now. Um, there is. Uh, I haven't seen a guy this tall with this good of command at this young of age ever. Six. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a pretty tremendous profile. There's there's at least three plus pitches here if they all develop. Um, I've seen, I think it's baseball America that might've had four plus pitches. Um, the more I think about it, maybe baseball HQ had it too. I was the one that wrote them up and I'm, Looking at my own right, right <laughs> up right, they I'm like, oh wait, I I called them all four best uh, pitches. You it's kind of like lenient on. It. I was like, I was these people. With the curveball, I was <laughs> like, like, I was like on the fence, and I went with a, I I went with a six on it. But the changeup, the changeup is really a tremendous pitch for him. Blake Tumbling repeats really well. Um, but the thing is, again, just like Espino, I don't really see him being in the rotation this year if he's up it's late and maybe it's a few starts but like he also missed a lot of time last year um because of oblique injury in the middle of the summer so um you know the, the brakes, right yeah i
2: mean the marlins have if, if there's anything going for them they have a decent yeah. rotation even yeah. though they traded <laughs> you know away one of their best arms but uh they still have just a plethora of good pitchers. Um, you know, Rogers is wait, kind of wait and see at this point, but hopefully he can get back to at least somewhat of what we saw a couple years ago from him. But yeah, it's going to be hard to break into that rotation for any prospect. You know, obviously injuries are going to play a big part of it, and yeah. you know you're going to need to rest guys. But um, nobody's going to be going to talk about Rodriguez. I mean, like this guy is, is projected right now by Ross resource to be the fifth starter. Um, I don't know if that's actually realistic, but I mean, he's also like the one of the top prospects, if not the top prospect, uh, for for pitchers on on a couple of lists. Like anybody? No? I
4: mean, I mean, I don't think he. I, it's not unheard of, but I don't think he makes the opening day roster. Um, okay, I mean he he only threw seventy five innings last year, so even if he were to make the opening day roster, I, I can't imagine they're gonna let him throw more than. I mean, God, 120 innings would be pretty spectacular if you got yeah, that out of him. So, be a lot. yeah, yeah. So you know, if he, so no, I think he's the guy that you don't see until, well, I don't know, May ish, May June, um, that kind of time frame. But I mean, yes, he definitely is. Maybe the you know currently like the best pitcher right now. I I could say you know in the minor leagues, um, you know the guys, you know for for me having, having a, a four pitch mix is is extremely important I, I don't think that you can rely on you know two or three pitches even if they're like elite kind of pitches um you know and and so he's got a four pitch mix I think three of those pitches um, you know could be plus I'm a huge like spin rate guy and so you know his fastball you know he can you know he can get it up around 100 but with a lot of spin and so you know you could throw the ball theoretically, 110 miles an hour, if it's straight, you're going to get smoked, you know? Yeah. Um, and so when you can combine, you know, you know, elite velocity with elite spin rate on a pitch, that all of a sudden becomes extraordinarily special. Um, and, you know, those are the kind of things that, that really separate people, um, you know, from from one another. So I would, I would hold your hopes on him making the open day roster, but, you know, it, you might end up getting – you know, you might get you might get seventy five, eighty innings out of him at the big league level this year.
3: So, I'm rolling my dice here. I'm going to say opening day roster, okay. um, well, Because Brent Hershey said it in his uh, okay. write up for the website, so we're going to say opening day uh, roster. I got to go with my boss uh, on this one. So, um, but like, yeah, he's he's everything that that Dave said he was. Um, uh, there's no no deception here. There there is some concern for me long-term with the changeup usage uh, just because it's uh that sort of changeup doesn't really do the arm uh much good um uh, it's not one of those uh pitches that's very easy to throw but like just having that in his uh arsenal of pitches is going to make everything better um and like I like him when he works mid-90s uh I know he touches 100 but uh, his uh the movement, the ride of the pitch, uh, even some of the run of the pitch is better um, at that um, lower velocity range. So um, just a great guy. Like you guys, you guys are, are, are special. Um, you guys have some special prospects, special young players.
2: I it finally works out. It's been a long time since. <laughs> yeah. I've been able to, I mean, know, you, you got, you got with the
3: Orioles. You've got so. one of the top six best, player development groups out there yeah. right now so like um granted you're not the dodgers nobody's the dodgers but like like yeah, they can they're just gonna dodger and all of their right. prospects oh, <laughs> doesn't yeah. even matter uh so it was
0: right.
2: real quick with rodriguez like so where are you comfortable drafting him like his adp right now on average is 186 Ooh. um so it's pretty low you know you don't have to you know, go crazy with him, but are you comfortable drafting him even if he doesn't make the opening day roster? Like are you comfortable drafting him and holding him for you know a month per se? You know, if that's gonna be what happens?
4: I mean I'm not, not, but
3: Okay. Chris I'm interested I'm interested um where his price will be. Um I'm in the AL only (laughs) Tau. That'll be interesting. (laughs) And I'm very interested. Um I I was last place last year and um, it was because I took some speculative looks at at some prospects like Rodriguez, who I thought might, you know, be in the big leagues at some point. And so I think I've learned my lesson. I don't know if I bid on him. Uh, I know that's not a true redraft; it's an auction draft, and it's AL only, which makes it even more difficult. But like, um, I'm very. I just don't like rookie pitching. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like a, like, like the rookies that I try to get are guys that I think are, um, undervalued, um, by the redraft community in these drafts. Guys that I know are going to make, uh, throw innings, um, um, that aren't necessarily the, the names like Grayson Rodriguez, um, and 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 like this year we didn't talk about him but like i'm very high on will Br- uh, brennan being somebody as an outfielder just because uh i don't see where the playing time uh like limitations are going to eventually come i think oscar gonzalez just burns i don't i don't i'm not a big oscar gonzalez guy so like i think that there's going to be plenty of playing time for will brennan so like I'm picking him, you know, towards the end, towards like the 30th round or something like that of a redraft. That's that's my plan. My one redraft that I'm going to be in, that's my plan to do. Is I, I believe that. Um, so I look at pitchers that are not the Grayson Rodriguez's of the world. I look for the guys. And, of course, they, I'm stalling because I can't think of anybody right now. So, um, <laughs> All right. Well, oh God. So, so Dave um... – we got a bunch of pitchers here. So like,
2: I, you know, I, is there anybody else here that, you know, it's interesting for a redraft type league
4: for a redraft type league. Um, well, you would I know, we say we don't talk. like
2: drafting rookie pitchers, but I mean, look, people are going to go after these guys. So who's the, who is anybody that if you're going to, that's the one to go after.
4: I mean, Hunter Brown is, is a guy. Um, I know he's on, I know he's, um, he's on the list. And, you know, again, we're talking about a guy who's, you know, playing for a team, you know, with the Astros that I think does, you know, a really good job of, you know, developing, you know, their, their talent. So, um, you know, I, I feel like we're probably running
0: Morton, I think.
4: But I, we're probably running a little long here. Um, but I mean, you know, he, he's a guy who is, again has got great stuff. Um, you know, he's kind of a local kid for me coming out of, you know, Detroit as well. So um I, I guess that makes me makes me a little bit biased here. But um, you know, the only thing that's gonna stop him from making the opening day rotation is just because they have good arms already. On on a lot of teams, I think he'd kind of be a no-brainer to mm-hmm. to go ahead and get in there. But he's a guy that you're gonna see. So from a redraft perspective, if we're talking about, um, you know, like rookies, he is that's basically the guy. going
2: undrafted.
4: He's two thirty ADP. Like in a redraft league, that's like getting near the end. If yeah, not I mean, past and end. even in the little sample that that he had, you know, of his time last year, he was he was pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he wasn't really getting hit. So um, great stuff. And that's kind of stuff when it when it comes to when it comes to pitching. My my default is I will. I will trust and I will take a chance on stuff, you know?
3: Luis Ortiz is a guy, too. Like, a guy that looked pretty good in a small small sample. That's a Pittsburgh Pirates uh, pitcher. There's another Luis Ortiz out there. We're not talking about him. (laughs) Uh, But uh, this one particularly uh, has a good pitch mix. Uh, It's a three-pitch mix. I'm not talking about a guy that I think is going to be like SP three or SP four, but like, he's a good, like, you know, late round, um, pick. Uh, I, I have him in one of my dynasty leagues and, um, you know, I expect him to be a starter this year for me. Um, cause a uh, I think he's going to have some innings. And another reason is I'm, I'm rebuilding this team too. So like, um, you know, I, I don't really care where I finish, but, Um, I think I think he'll I think he'll produce and I think that's hard to find um, is guys that will produce Uh, Cody Morris has a chance of doing that the the Guardians guy he had a really good um, um, September um, October um, in the big leagues he walked a little more which was uncharacteristic but like he's another kind of sleeper guy that I'm I'm targeting late in these drafts All all right so let's uh
0: let's stick with pitchers we'll go reverse order here and just fuck everybody up (laughs) um future stars so this one again is a little near and dear to me but mr andrew painter
4: yeah
0: i mean i've seen his his eta kind of all over the place whether or not he's going to come up this year next year whatever i mean it's it's i don't know I'm, i'm i'll leave that up to you guys but what do you think about Painter versus, you know, a, a Hunter Brown or, or a Rodriguez? That's for me, both have really good stuff. For me,
3: I ranked him as my top pitching prospect in uh, um, both my fantasy and my real world. Uh, Lindy's um, baseball preview, uh, Phenom's ranking. Uh, okay. I, 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 you know, and that's the thing, like, I feel like Painter, Rodriguez, and uh, Perez are, I, I think you can't go wrong with picking one of them over the other one. Like, I think they're that closely matched. I think Espino would be right there with him if he uh, only, like, you know, like through 20 innings. Um, uh, Painter is just so smooth, so easy. Uh, the command is, is exceptional for age level stuff. All of those things. Um, uh, the... It's basically three pitch mix, um, I, but I love all those pitches. I think that they're they're all great pitches. Uh, um, I, I'm not the biggest tunnel guy anymore, but like he does a good job of, you know, keeping um, like keeping people off of that fastball. It's a dynamic fastball, but like um, there's that threat. It, it, it's obvious watching video from behind home plate uh, that guy don't really get a good look at what's coming at him. So uh, there is rumors that he could be on the opening day roster. Yeah. If you listen to, to Dave Dabrowski, that's a, that's a big possibility. Uh, yeah. I'm one of those guys that if there's, you know, you only have so many bullets as a pitcher, uh, a 20 year old rookie, that sounds a little, you know, there's some worrisome there. Um, but like he dominated Throughout his campaign, um, his opponent batting average, uh, the highest it was at any level was 227 with Redding. Um, and, like, the command, I mean, he just was so good. Um, so I,
4: I, I, I'm i in on
3: him uh, for 2023 and beyond,
0: obviously, since I have him ranked number one on uh, multiple lists. Yeah. Dave, thoughts on Painter?
4: Um, I would be blown away if he made the opening day roster. Um, I mean, with, with that being said, he is, and I hate pitching prospects. Let's just be clear about that. If, if, if everyone here didn't already know that. Um, but, but if I'm, if I'm taking a guy that he is what they look like, you know, he's, he's big, he's six, seven, he's like two twenty. Um So, so that's, that's obviously a good start, but you know, he's a guy that has command. You know, and for a kid that that isn't even 20 years old yet, you know, to have that kind of command that early, that to me is huge because that doesn't. That's usually the last thing you know that that comes along. That's kind of the yeah. last piece to the puzzle. Yeah. And the, and the yep. fact that that he's got again, I'm a spin rate guy, so he's got such a high spin rate on these pitches, and that causes you know all these strikeouts. But it's not like he's walking guys, so. He is about as good of a pitching prospect as I could hope for, but I think opening day is is asking a lot.
2: Yeah. So yeah. we are running a little long, so I'm gonna kinda condense this. So so AJ started the conversation. So we we focused on like the guys that are on the doorstep and, and, and painter is kinda like the good like bridge to this. We've got a list of guys here who we consider the future stars. So, you know, we we focus on redraft. You guys, you and you know, Dave and Chris. When I say you guys, you two are you know, you know, future dynasty. You know, your your, your scouts. You know, you you look ahead. So let's put on our dynasty hats for a second. And, and I'm just going to rip through a bunch of names. You guys can pick one or two to talk about here, and, and, I'll, and I'll continue with the pitchers since AJ started there already. We got Kyle Harrison, uh, Zul- Zuleta, uh, outfield, Zuletta. we got Zach Veen, Drew Jones, third base, uh, Curtis Mead. shortstop, again, loaded as AJ mentioned earlier, Royce Lewis, who uh, he debuted already but obviously had the ACL injury, so um, you know, it'd just be interesting to hear what you have to say about him, but Marcelo Mayer, uh Jordan Lawler, Jackson Holliday, second base, uh Tamar Johnson, uh first base Tyler Solderstrom, and then catcher Diego. Oh, I Um so Chris, who do you who who on this list intrigues you the most, you know, from a dynasty standpoint at this point. I mean, uh, the
3: uh, I, who of all those guys, <laughs> I'm really intrigued by Jackson Holiday. Um, but I don't want to talk about an Orioles guy. Again. Stop yeah, doing it. Just, that. That's he fine. You're did. intrigued by him, so oh move it on. Choose <laughs> so, another one that intrigues. So, so <laughs> since I am, since I am able to talk about anybody, uh, I would like to spin webs about. Kyle Manzardo, um, just because I think that the real world folks are under okay undervaluing him a bit, and the fantasy guys, I think, what, what so it Because I didn't listen. He's so a what first baseman. Okay, he he he's left. Uh, he, he's good. He's really good. Um, I think he has a double plus hit tool. That's what I scouted both in high A and double A. Um, I saw. I I heard people try to pick out some things that they didn't like about him. Um, But like watching him, watching him conducting it back. um, One of the things is people didn't believe he'd hit for enough power. I think he showed people last season in, in hitting environments that aren't the greatest that he can get under a ball. He can get lost. He can hit balls hard. Um, Like I, I know that's the simplest term, but like, uh, this guy for me is is a first base prospect that I, I might have ahead of all the other ones. Um, uh, I argued a lot with myself about putting him ranked and ranking him higher on my real world list than Tristan Cassis. Um, uh, I ended up going with Cassis. I probably would go to cat with Cassis today, um, but uh, really like him uh, other name there is the, we need to figure out where curtis mead plays um list second base third base um the dude's exit velocities are off the charts uh, uh the guy's just a hitter he was a, a former phillies prospect uh yep. that they acquired in a um a dump deal i think for christopher sanchez um, yes. that worked out great that's worked out great for the phillies uh i'm just hating on the phillies because i said good mm-hmm. things about painter um <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah like um uh, again it's just a matter of finding a position for them um uh, the we we cover raised prospects but like uh raised prospects are the hardest to figure out ETAs for uh they're the hardest to figure out um figure out how they're going to fit on the team you almost need somebody like you know to trade for one of them to really get a clear um uh, view of who they are Nathaniel – uh uh, Low is a perfect example. Like, you know, we know he's going to be the first baseman for the for the Rangers, right? We we know that. Uh, we have no idea other than other than a couple of players who's going to get the majority at bats at a given position for the race So like, um, it, it's just like with these guys, I would never put any of them in that first. You know, talking about them. But like they're guys that we need to know about because I think they're going to hit when they get to the major leagues, whenever that is. Me, sometime this season likely. Manzardo could get here next season, but it's probably twenty twenty four at best. All right, uh,
2: Dave, you got uh, anybody you want to mention on from from this list, or, or somebody else in general? Just like who who intrigues you from a dynasty standpoint here?
4: Uh, I mean, there's there's two guys that 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 I. I'm interested one guy, Tyler Soderstrom. Um, I seen a lot of Tyler Soderstrom. Um, I don't know if I've seen, you know, more of him than, than anybody else, but I, I've seen him day after day um, for, for a long time the last couple of years. And he is a guy that. It, it, Has a
3: restraining order against you from what I'm reading right now.
4: He, I don't know. He, <laughs> He might, <laughs> wow. but he damn. he seemed like he damn shots you know. fired. Love it.
2: Ah. <laughs> that might be better than your tweet to AJ <laughs> about his birthday.
4: But he 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 really struggled not, early on, spun. and I don't know if it was just like you know the cold weather or, or whatnot. But um, you know, at, at the beginning of this season, I was really really worried about him because. Every time I'd go watch him play, you know, 0 for 2, 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. And, you know, he'd hit a ball hard, but to be right at somebody. And then as the weather started to warm up, he he absolutely took off. And all of a sudden, he was hitting a home run like every game. And when he didn't, he was, you know, flying out to the warding track. And it seemed like every time – it almost seemed like at times when he was in his, you know, hot streak, which lasted, you know, for, for an extended period of time, it almost looked like he was bored up at the plate because – if he would get up and the bases were empty, yeah, you know, you, you, you never know what you're going to get from him. But when he come up and somebody was on base, I swear to God, he was getting a hit like every time. He was so clutch. A um, couple game winning home runs. And, you know, he's just a kid that has got way more power than I think he's even given credit for. And I don't think he's going to stick behind the plate. That's, you know, he kind of was split in time between catching and first base, but I think ultimately he becomes, um, a first baseman. And at some point I think he just stops catching entirely. Um, and the other guy that I'm been in on here for quite a while and, and finally got to see him play a little bit last year um, is Diego Cartaya. And, you know, this is a guy that, um, you know, he's, he's still going to be, you know, a little ways away because the defensively he's got a, a very long way to go. Um, I, I he, He's really going to have to do some serious work back there because you know, he just, you know, he, his receiving isn't good. Um, he, he doesn't block the ball you know, all that well. He, he really doesn't throw anybody out. But as far as a bat is concerned, uh, he he's going to make a fantasy impact wherever he ends up. I imagine he sticks behind the plate because I haven't really, I don't really know that he, you know, profiles anywhere else. Um, you know, but big hit tool, uh, or I'm sorry, power tool. Um, you know, I, I, I saw him, very patient at the plate, um, was not afraid, you know, to, to take pitches and when he swung and when he made contact, I mean, he hit the ball hard. Um, I mean, he struck out a little bit, but again, at his age, I, I get it. I'm more impressed with, you know, his, his walk numbers It's it's really going to come down for him. I think is, is he defensively going to be able to, to make it at the big league level? Cause his bat plays
2: he's, you know, I'm, I'm looking at him because I'll be honest like I hadn't really f- heard of him in, until tonight. Um, you know he started out in 2019 in rookie ball um, and it's already tw- and, I, and I know you know the minor leagues had that lost season so that's a little bit there but he's still only as high as a plus ball as of last year. So he's struggling to, like, climb through the levels, it feels like. Well, what's the –
3: any reason for that? Or is
2: that something to be concerned about? He's uh,
0: getting dodgered.
3: I <laughs> would not be concerned with that because, okay. like, he's a catcher.
4: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they take he, a while to develop. Huh? He, he I mean, because, yeah, I was going to say, he's, you
3: know, he's 21, and, you know, you
2: see, you know, that's mm-hmm.
4: – Doesn't
0: mean much for Not a catcher, super
2: yeah. old, but, like, you know, you would expect at 21. You see a lot of these other prospects that I've been looking up tonight um, – at 21, if they're high top prospects like this, they're already like at least double
4: A at 21. You yeah, know? Catch, catchers are just a little bit different though. They, they don't, they, they take a lot longer to develop. You don't, okay. you don't, you don't see catchers at the big league level at like, you know, 20 years old.
3: And I, I think, I think you're also seeing like, you know, we, we talked about Francisco Alvarez who's 21 in the big league. And like you could see in his double A and triple A action. Uh, how brawl he was. Uh, you know, we talked about breaking ball recognition earlier and went on and on about it, but like uh, there were, it was a time in AAA, he was 50% of the breaking pitches he swung at. He missed uh, Alvarez. Um, so there's something to say sometimes about keeping a guy like Cartaya uh, uh, on a slower burn as a catcher. Cause, they're worried about so much. Like you're talking about, uh, game planning with the pitcher, um, all the things that you have to do defensively and then game planning at bats. Like, um, you know, and that's why what I said earlier, I trust the rookies that, uh, have more contact, uh, at, at catcher than those power guys, just because, um, uh, at least they don't have to worry about the contact part of the game. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I mean, him being there is not a not a scary thing, uh, and you know he does not have a restraining order
4: against uh, Dave, so that's good too. No, he doesn't. And if it no. and if I got served one, it probably wouldn't be in English, so I wouldn't understand it anyways. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and and like Soderstrom, I'm just curious where he shops. I mean that I, I'm in like you know how he performs when he's getting home cooking, uh, when you know when his parents are in town, and like that kind of he's, thing. That's what you need to find out.
4: Guy. Dave. Big Mac and cheese
3: guy.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know what's going on here anymore. All right. On that note, I think we're going to close it out. Uh, this was a great show. Guys. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming on. Chris, um, I'll let you go first here. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter, what you got going on this season and
3: promote whatever you, you know, whatever you want to do. You, you might need like five minutes for me to do this. Um, I, I am uh, at baseball HQ my Twitters uh, C underscore blessing uh, uh, big big stuff coming to baseball HQ this year we are we've expanded we're gonna be expanding some of our minors coverage uh, getting more into dynasty baseball'm I'm, I'm the scouty guy I got some really good writers and we're gonna we're gonna take advantage of that also going to be adding another scouty type writer like myself uh, with some good fantasy fantasy background as well we'll be nice. making announcements in the coming weeks all that good stuff um and and it's been great this year because I'm, I'm now considered the director of prospect analysis and I, nice I, I i joke with my friends i have two friends that are assistant directors for organization scouting departments right now and i i just like to tell them and, and give them a hard time that i'm i'm a director before they even got to director so um you know, granted, it, it's not paying the same as what their director job, was, but <laughs> but still, um, uh, I also uh, right now minor league baseball analyst is, is uh, for sale. Baseball HQ, you'll be able to buy it on bookshelves. Um, uh, that's our book, Baseball Forecaster. I, I have an article in that. Um, the I've have it podcast. Um, we're going to be kind of right. changing up the format a bit about that. Um, uh, I'm only going to have a co-host half the time. Brent is only going to be there half the time this time uh, this year. So um, I'm going to bring on a lot of different guests from a, uh, different points of view. Sometimes it might not be a dynasty or an at part guy. It might be, um, you know, hopefully I can use some of my contacts to get some org guys in there uh, to maybe talk the trade uh, of scouting. Um, and just there's a lot of things going on uh just i just got a lot lot going guys uh, i'm always very fortunate to be on this uh on this podcast uh uh this has been what 3 4 years that we've done it, this? yeah least, i i would say at least 3 years least probably i think sure. it actually is 4 and and i'm so like the best thing that we did for this conversation was was bring dave along um uh that was a great move by y'all last year uh because uh we he got yelled at late- me enough
2: to bring him on the show so i kind of <laughs> felt like i had to
4: yeah <laughs> I mean. I, like $20 well spent on that part
3: <laughs> and it's it just it's just i like you guys so much all three of you um and like this is i look forward to this podcast i get nervous for the other ones just because i'm afraid i'm gonna screw up uh but on here uh, I, I feel like if I screw you. up, we're all just going to laugh, right? And, yes. and you're going to make fun we're good, of me we're good. and then I'm going to throw jokes at you. So thank we're you good. as always
4: for having me.
2: Nah, it's awesome, man. We, we, we love having awesome. you here. So Dave, uh, you got anything, any closing remarks?
4: I mean, not really. I'm not really on? doing, not really doing anything solo for, for the moment. So um, everything I'm doing is is stuff you've already talked about. So all I right. think, I think I'm, I think I'm good.
2: Yeah, well, follow him on Twitter at Corporal Eddie. Uh, it's sitting there on the screen. It will be in the show notes as well. Um, obviously, Dave's got his fantastic dynasty baseball rankings on our site, which are sadly now behind the paywall. But oh. it is worth it, guys. It's like six hundred players deep, something like that. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Very good stuff. So how much? Uh,
3: how much? How much is your paywall?
2: Uh, so $10 a month. And then obviously if you, if you pay up front, it's, uh, you have s- substantial savings and then obviously promo code f 6 pmlb for 15% off. So it's, uh, it's good stuff, See, uh, but, like it, but, it's, but it's all the, this but it's all awesome. the sports. It's all the sports, man. So you get betting, you get DFS, you get draft tools, you get cheat sheets, you get projections, optimize there's a lot there guys it's worth it i promise you uh we had a lots of good we had lots of success with the football subscriptions that we had this past uh this past fall so we uh we opened it up to everything so um all right guys that is it for the show i want to thank you all for listening and dave and chris thank you for joining us uh aj i guess you too uh (laughs) i was i was here yeah kind of i mean move move your face and you know i drank a couple beers Sure, yeah. Fucked with my I camera. Guess. So yeah, we will time. uh <laughs> we will be back next week. Same time, same channel. So see y'all then.
0: Peace. Alright, All right. Later.